Hello, and welcome back to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we talk about all things TV. It is sort of the middle of the year at this point. We've gone through about six months. It is. I think this counts. I mean, June is, yeah, six months. Let's just say, call it that. So we're going to do a, you know, top shows so far of 2023, a top 10 list. We didn't do this last year, so I'm interested to see how our top 10s change at the end of the year this year. Agreed. I was a little nervous when you suggested this because I famously am bad at like ranking things. <laughs> I can you always make a like case when I ask for if something you would else. Roughly put something in the top ten. <laughs> Not even it's ranking. It's so the much top pressure. 10. Uh, it is yeah, okay, but you don't have to defend yourself so staunchly. Just just assume that everyone understands that rankings are somewhat subjective, very subjective, and not everyone will so understand much. that, but I think we can just uh, hope that they do. Like the I could easily swap <laughs> some of these around and probably also say like yes, that is correct. It's just it's just how you feel in the moment. Yes. Would you like to start? I mean, okay, historically we have done uh every other and then if we run into the same one, we'll wait until the person who has it further up on the list. Um, says yes. it to talk about it. Okay, let's just go with our for us in the past. Yeah. Would you like to go first? Do the honors? Sure. Jumping right in. I'm fairly certain you don't have this one on your list at all, if I had to guess. My number 10 is Daisy Jones and the Six. You would be wrong. Wait, oh. are you wrong? Yeah, you, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it is on my okay. list. Is it in Surprisingly, 10th or should we skip? We have to skip it, but not for long. <laughs> wow. Okay. That really- wow. Why am I so surprised? I wait. Actually, why am I? Because you liked that show more than I Way did while we were you. watching it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just thought like, oh, this one's like sort of frivolous. But that's so funny. I was like pretty sure you wouldn't have it. Yeah, I was running through this list with Carter before we jumped on to just be like, does this seem reasonable? And he had the comment. He was like, I thought you didn't like Daisy Jones and the Six and then started naming all of the things that you had said you didn't like. And I was like, you don't even. (laughs) I was the hater. That's why. It's because for once it was me being the hater. Yeah. And he was like, well, I associate you with just being extra critical of everything. Being the hater. Yes. Wait, that's literally so funny. Okay, so we can do your number 10, and we'll talk more about Daisy later. Okay, my number 10 may be controversial. I think it's possibly on your list higher up. Um, Class of 07 was my number 10. Oh, man. I loved Class of 07, but it's not on my list at all. Wow. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, then we can talk about it now because it's not on the list. I really liked it. I I don't know if it'll stay on my top 10 list throughout the year. But for now, I I even have a few honorable mentions and it's not in my honorable mentions. So I think it's a solid 10 slot for me. It was so enjoyable. But I, yeah, I don't know. When I was making my list, it was between that and Daisy for 10th. So at least like, I think we're roughly in agreement with like, I I would have had it in my 10th spot if it had made it. But I picked Daisy over it, and I stand by that. And then in terms of it not being on the top 10, I just thought it was better than I expected it to be. It was funnier than I expected it to be, and it was original and clever. But as a first season, I, I don't know. I did find fault with it, faults with it, and ultimately I liked my other 10 better. If I had an honorable mention list, which I don't, 
it would have definitely been on there. Like I said, it's it's sitting at like eleventh for me, basically. Uh, interesting. Yes, I I agree with everything you're saying. It like the only reason that it is not on that it is on my list at all is that I I felt like I don't know. I felt like I didn't have a bunch that I liked so much more than it. Um, at least this this far into the year. But uh, I, I thought you're right. Like started slow, not a great first season, but it was enjoyable enough for me to remember while we were making up this list and decide like, oh yeah, that deserves a spot. Especially, I don't want to give away my honorable mentions yet, but I feel like when I tell you what my honorable mentions are, it's like in that list and it just slightly got bumped up because there was one extra slot on my list. Okay. So I feel like, yeah, we're in agreement for the most part because I can let you know, I know that you went first, but Daisy Jones and the Six was my number nine. So we can talk about that next yeah, if you'd like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. I am not surprised now that I like forced myself to remember what you actually thought about Daisy Jones and the Six. I literally just thought you didn't like it because if I liked it, <laughs> then you didn't. <laughs> my face is horrified right now. But like I didn't like it at the time. So I'm literally – this is like the most revisionist history I've ever done and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Truly. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, I – again, like not not higher up on my list than nine, but I very much enjoyed it while watching. I think I gave it a four out of five. Everything on my list is four out of five stars or above. And by above, I mean like 4.5 stars. I don't think I give anything five stars. Where do we rate in stars? We rate in, in my brain grades. In my brain. <laughs> that's, that's too much for me to I can't I can't parse that. In my personal watch list, I rate things as though it's good reads. It doesn't well, that makes any sense. Should we switch over to star ratings for the newsletter? Why Maybe. do we letter grade think, things? I don't know. Do you think that would jar people? I don't know why we made the choices know. we did. I mean, we spent a lot of time thinking about how we were gonna rate things, grade things or whatever when we first did the newsletter. Could, and we ended up on I think because I feel like you thought that the star rating system was not as good as the letter grades. I think I I get upset with star gradings in Goodreads as well. First of all, you can't do 0.5s. Second of all, I don't understand. Like I want a uniform and I know that rating is all subjective, so you can't. But when people give something a like one star rating, for me, that is like you couldn't finish it. Or like zero stars rarely exists. If it truly wasn't a book, I'm talking good Goodreads here. Like yeah. if they like didn't have sentences, <laughs> that's zero stars. Otherwise, one is just like the worst you can get. So when people rate something and they're like, yeah, it was fine. And they give it one star. I'm just confused. Likewise, five stars are really hard to come by. Like everything lives in sort of a middle ground for me. Yeah, but but no, I get what you're saying, and I also feel like having a rubric would be nice. But ultimately, mm -hmm. everybody like rate yeah. rates slash grades or whatever subjectively. It needs context. And, yeah, but how are letter grades different than that? Uh, not that different, but I do think because there is a wider like we've had this discussion before. People think of an F differently than they would think of as one star, but in essence. In our system, they're the same. And so I think it's – Yeah. I don't know. It just gives like a little <laughs> bit more oomph. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. When, now that we've lost all of our listeners mm -hmm. and then yeah. that horrible conversation, I you would like to hear more about what you liked about Daisy. 
I thought it was a very enjoyable watch. I liked the fact that it basically just took one, not even a period of time, but like one emotional setting, which is two people coming together to create music in the 70s. And like the emotional ties that that has to one another and sort of also just the way that that affects everyone else around that sphere. But it really focused on those two people. And I thought the story was interesting. And I like the like a spark of inspiration story. And so everything that, you know, unraveled from that was just extra and like bonus points for me. Like I, I don't know, I had a good time watching everything. I don't think I thought of it as anything serious. And so I didn't bump on some of the things that other people did. And it helped that I didn't read the book. I know that that was really yeah. a um, stopping point for a lot of I people. I think that was my issue. Because, and why I was, I mean, I was surprised that this made my own list. I even was like, do I want to do this? Because I feel like yeah. I'm going against what I previously said. But it has risen very high <laughs> has in risen. my mind with time. Like the more time that passes, the more I'm like, I want to rewatch Daisy Jones and the Six. Like it was fun to watch. It's so interesting which shows because there are some shows that after time you're like, mm, was that as good as I just like the initial shock of watching it? You felt really good, and then as you sit with it for a little bit, it sort of declines. But it's interesting that Daisy is different. Yeah, Daisy yeah. did absolutely the opposite for me. I like ripped it apart in our first podcast where we talked about it, mm -hmm. basically just comparing it way too much to the book. But then sitting with it and like listening to the music just like on Spotify, just like for fun, because apparently it's catchy enough to make me want to listen to it just for fun. Like I just liked it. It's a good hang. Yeah, so totally agree. it is. Yeah, it's firmly in like 10th slash 9th, but may we move on to my ninth place? Yes, please go. Also, tell me. we should probably go a little faster because we're only on nine. Okay. My ninth place is Silo. Ooh, not on my list, but it is in my honorable mentions. Also fair because you haven't seen the whole thing, right? I have one episode left, but I have some okay. qualms with the beginning, so it's fine. Yeah. The interesting thing about this show is that I think the weekly release model actually might have been bad, not good for the show. Yes. Because of agree. how poorly structured it was. And I had the benefit of watching it all in like a day and a half. So I got past like episode three killed the momentum, but I just like kept plowing through. If I had to wait a week and be like, do I want to pick that up again? I don't know that I would have. So that's a big detractor for it objectively. But for me, subjectively, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It had a cool mystery. It answered like enough questions in its first season for me to want to go back for a second season. But it wasn't incredible. It was good and it made my top 10 for this year so far, but who knows? Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I, again, have one more episode, so it doesn't seem totally fair to rank it, but it was on my, you know, honorable mentions. And for all the exact same reasons that you said, like the reason that I keep watching episode after episode is that I'm watching with Carter. I have another person who is invested. If it were just me, I might wait until all, I might've waited until all the episodes were out and then watched it. But otherwise, I don't know. Yeah. Right. And at least like you had me to tell you that like it was satisfying in the yeah. end instead of like, I feel like if I was just a random viewer and I didn't know anyone that had watched it, I would have given up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's down there, but it's on the list. What yeah. was your number eight? My number eight was the second season of Yellow Jackets. Ooh, can't comment. <laughs> I know. And I won't say a ton about this except to say that Last year, at the end of the year, it was in my like top three, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe number two? It was it either was two high. or three yeah. with Severance and The White Lotus. Uh, and it's, I even at one point on this list had it at number nine, 
Ooh, interesting. Like, and I I have it at number eight right now. I could probably be argued like plus or minus one, but it just was so much worse than the first season for many reasons that maybe one day when you catch up later, we can talk about. I just, I I really still really like the show. The performances are great. Like Mm. the acting is just incredible. Some of the writing is like, corny some of it is like intentionally corny in a funny way and some of it is just like sort of corny corny Hmm. and this season much more than the first so but i will obviously stick with it i still love it it just i don't know that i think that's fair to like still like the show but like if this season doesn't end up on my top 10 that doesn't mean i don't like the show i just no i'm also comparing it a lot to an incredible first season yeah it's it just that that is I don't want to say – I'm just going to say stuff about my honorable mentions because we're not going to mention it on this list. But Never Have I Ever, the latest season, is actually my honorable mentions for the same reason because I still like the show. I still really enjoy this season. It just wasn't nearly as good as the other seasons. It's just – yeah, the fact that the other seasons were so good did this one a disservice. Um, Fair. Yeah. So What's I – What's your eight? My eight is Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season five, which kind of had the exact opposite. I thought a few of the seasons in the middle, like season three, maybe I can't exactly remember which one really I did not love and felt like a slog, but I thought this last season really picked it up. And maybe it's because I've had enough time between watching season four and watching season five. I took a bit of a break that it was fresh again and felt like something I wanted to jump into, but I, I mostly had a similar experience to um, to watching Daisy Jones and the Six and just like had a good time. Didn't feel the need to pick a bunch of things apart. A lot of people asked me about the um, the flashbacks. They use a lot of flashbacks in the, the final season. I thought they were interestingly handled. I wanted to see those vignettes. I didn't think they really detracted from the story. Again, like some of the episodes, sure. There were, were there scenes that went on too long? Yes. Like jokes that didn't land, maybe. But overall a very good finale. And I think they wrapped up the core relationships in that show in the way that I felt satisfied. So that was my number eight. What was your number seven? My number seven was shrinking. Ooh, not on my list. I I know (laughs) that's not on your list. And I, I also wasn't exactly sure where to place this one there. Some iterations of this list had it higher actually, and some had it lower. So I don't know. It, at times, I would have put this in like my top three. For some reason, this is a very like how I'm feeling that day when I rank stuff because I enjoyed watching it so much. Just the combo of it feels like that soundtrack was made for me, which mm-hmm. is just calling out that I have a very basic taste in music, I guess, because it wasn't like that unique. But yeah, like that like Mumford & Sons style of music is just like, sorry, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And uh, Krista Miller had an excellent music selection. But the – Brett Goldstein, Bill Lawrence style of sort of corny, but like heartwarming comedy was just so what I wanted while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And then I think comparing it to a season of Ted Lasso that I was like very disappointed by, but has the vibe basically that I used to really like in Ted Lasso pushes this definitely into my top 10, even if I'm not quite sure where within the top 10 to put it. I get that. Yeah. I I had a, a couple of other sitcoms that are higher up on my list. I wonder if – I actually don't know if I've seen the full season. I think I have one more episode that I have not seen. Um, I don't think that would change it. I don't of think Shrinking? Would, of Shrinking, yeah. You never finished it? 
I don't think so. Jenny. It just really is not calling uh, to me. And I know, it's not that I, know, I hate exactly. it. It's just, it, I, I don't know. It I don't know what to say. Me. I feel like you should like it more, but okay. Uh, maybe someday. Maybe it'll, maybe, yeah. Maybe I need to take a break and come back and like rewatch. It's been a long break. You've taken a long break. We could maybe just decide that you don't like it and we never have to talk about it again. I like it fine. It's just not on my top 10. Okay. What's um, your seven? Seven for me was The Last of Us, actually. Is that? <gasps> Oh my god! It's, okay, we'll talk about that in an hour. Um, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Wow. Okay. Uh, the face I just made—I know people can't see it—but I was shocked. I think it the was, sounds accompanying it did a little bit of a good job yeah. of telling what your uh, your thoughts were. So, wow. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. My what are we six? On yeah. number six. And number six was the second season of Abbott. Abbott Elementary. Oh, that's higher for me. Okay, so that's fair. That. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your six? Six for me was the great, the latest season. Oh, um, obviously not on mine. No, I, as I'm saying this, I'm wondering if it should be a little bit lower. Only because, I mean, it it wasn't as good as the first two seasons to me, but it was like, I had the experience this year of sitting down and wanting to watch all of it in a row, which I feel like is just an indicator of a show that is in my top 10. Like, uh, and when I was going through and seeing what I had rated all of these, it was just higher rated than, for instance, The Last of Us. And I think it's just, I think that's a testament to the type of show that it is and the fact that I like that type of show a little bit better. And that's nothing else. Again, very subjective. It's funny. It's a little quirky. It's like a little irreverent. And some of the scenes just very spoke to me a lot. So it's smack dab in the lower than middle, (laughs) middle. It does Lower feel like end. very you in a show. Hmm. And I, I'm liking it, but I haven't really felt that compelled to keep – I'm like a few episodes into season one. Okay. And it was like fine. <laughs> I don't know. I'll pick it back up eventually. I don't think Matt liked it that much, so we were trying to watch it together and he yeah. was like just not that into it. But it's, great is your shrinking. It, it has redeeming <laughs> qualities. <laughs> I guess so. Hmm. Okay. So that was your six. Yes. Okay. That's so my five. fifth – I don't know if you watched – this my fifth was jury duty i did it's higher up on mine oh okay yes wonderful okay i'm excited to talk about it so what was your fifth uh my fifth was a small light which was a surprise to me but then i remembered it and i remembered that i just like had very few notes it's a mini series nat geo disney plus about um meep geese and the Holocaust, which is like not a cheery subject, but there were so many cheery elements in it. And the non-cheery elements clearly were, I thought, well done. Um, and I I say there were cheery elements. I did cry every episode. There was not an episode that left me without with a dry eye. Just say that over in your head, but better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really want to watch that. I've heard such good things. I, I just like... Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed. I feel like I'm not – I don't have a huge critical lens right now with a lot of these top shows. It was just sort of like, oh, they left me with a very pleasant feeling. Again, I say pleasant. This show was not like rainbows and sunshine. It was it was dealing with real struggles and people experiencing vast injust- injustice but and like death, death camps clearly. But yeah, I thought it was really well done and I felt <sighs> – it, some of these miniseries can feel like, why didn't they just make this into a movie? I felt okay with it being in episode form. And yeah, so it's taking space number five. My problem 
or I should say why I haven't watched A Small Light yet is solely that I don't know when to mm. because I'm like about to hop on the treadmill. That's not what I'm queuing up. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I mean, I watch TV at night with Matt and I don't really think like he would like it. Like I just, I, I've never been in the position to be like, okay, that's what I'm going to put on right now because I feel like I need it to be a time where I'm okay with crying openly, just weeping openly. And when, when is that allowed? Yeah. Uh, Sundays. It feels like a good Sunday show. <laughs> Sundays. I'll just schedule it in for my next six mm-hmm. Sundays. Yeah. What was your number four? My four. I'm fairly certain you didn't watch Dead Ringers. No, but I yeah. heard you tell good, say good things about it. Yeah. It's funny because I don't know – I don't know that I even knew this is going to be this high on my list until I started writing it out. And I kept being like, was Dead Ringers better than this one? Yes. Was it better than this one? Yes. Like, I'm I'm a little surprised it's at fourth. But it was so, to me, so original, so interesting and so compelling in a way that so many shows aren't. So many shows I put on and I feel like they're just kind of predictable or they're trying to be funny, but they're not as funny as they should be. Hmm. Or they're trying to be really like poignant, but they're not as poignant as they should be. This show to me was not perfect. It had... It certainly had flaws. It certainly did like some experimental stuff that didn't work quite as well as other things. But as a whole, so just well executed, well acted, and interesting, really, I think is why it's so high up. Just, just damn good to, to me. me. Just just different enough that it stuck with me. And I I mean I would recommend I would keep recommending this to people. I as always like look up uh, trigger warnings, look up content warnings. Very graphic in some places. Mm. But yeah, just man, if Rachel Vice doesn't win that Emmy, that'll be I will be sad. That is like that I'm pulling for her. I do want to watch it. I feel like I, I am struggling with the same thing you said about a small light with this show. It doesn't feel like the type of show that I ever really like want to sit down and watch. Carter would not enjoy it. He gets like nervous around. Actually, I don't know. I don't exactly whatever, but it doesn't feel like the kind of thing that we would watch together. It doesn't feel like um something that I just want to put on when I'm in a trying to be cheery. <laughs> no, that's such a funny point because like the day I watched this and I like binged the whole thing and one day was not a good day. Like mm. I was having a bad day, but I also needed to watch some TV and then it ended up being like perfect for that because I was in a really weird mood. Not like a bad day, like anything happened. I was just having one of those days where I was like, I just like feel like not Off. great. Yeah. And then I put this on and it was so harrowing. And I was like, honestly, this is kind of working for me right now because, like, it's not trying to make me feel good. And I didn't want anything to make me feel good. But it also didn't make me feel worse. Like, it wasn't it wasn't upsetting in any way that was, like, emotionally relevant. So it was upsetting in a way that felt enough – separate enough from me that I could just, like, feel bad but not feel worse, if that makes sense. Mm, if I'm in the mood yeah, to feel harrowed, I know where to <laughs> sure, go. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, what's your number four? My number four is Abbott season two. Okay, so I have that at sixth. Yes. Why is uh, yours higher? To be fair, at one point it was lower. Um, and then I just kept thinking like, just because it's a comfort show doesn't mean I should just rate it in the middle. Like just because it isn't doing anything groundbreaking, I think I did generally like it better than A Small Light or The Great or The Last of Us even. Like I had fewer things that bothered me about this show than most other shows that I've watched so far in 2023. Like I thought it was a great follow-up to season one. It didn't do anything to detract me, like to make me stop liking the show. In fact, 
yeah, I just thought it, you know, kept hitting dingers, as they say. <laughs> Do they say that? Yeah, sometimes they say that. I can't In the disagree industry. <laughs> at all with that. Like, I, I liked it. It was just as good, if not better, than season one. For me, like, my top five were all more surprising, I think, than Abbott. Like, I just – I feel like I very much knew what to expect with Abbott, and it delivered. And I have – pretty much zero bad things to say about it. But yeah, I guess I just, I was more intrigued by these other shows. I think I was struggling with that. I I had a version of my list that was more like unexpected heroes of 2023. And then I wound up mixing it around to just truly what was my gut feeling about all of them. Um, So yeah, I I understand. So good though. I mean, if people haven't been watching it yet, just this is your sign. Just so lovely. Incredible. And for two seasons of a comedy ensemble comedy to be hitting our top tens like this in both seasons when does that happen just knocking it out of the ballpark i do have a lot of sitcoms on my top 10 so far but i think that might be a reflection of like how i'm feeling what so abbott is the great counted in that no the great doesn't count what are your others well they're high up so they're higher i was like i don't remember (laughs) you saying a lot of sitcoms okay sorry not trying to no worries for everyone what are we on three Uh, you're three okay my number three. Are we in guessing territory? Can we? I like when we guess. Oh, uh, <laughs> you, you're like. Please I, don't. Make I'm just guess. trying to remember everything you said. Well, I know Succession is going to be in the top three. I would bet it's in. I would bet it's number one or number two. It's not my number three. Yeah, I, I, I will. I will tell you. Yes. Okay. I don't know that you'd guess this. My number three is Beef. I was going to guess that for higher, actually. I was going to say Succession and Beef. Wow, I said Succession weird. Succession. Succession and Beef were going to be one and two were going to be my guesses. But okay. now I have no idea what two is going to be. I mean, I'll let I you should... think about it. Okay. Um, yeah, so Beef at one point in a version of this list was – Oh, I know. Yeah, so, you just realized because yeah. I basically told you already. Yeah. Beef was number two. Actually, at one point uh, – well, I can one. say this now because you – you guessed it and I told you you were right. Before I watched Succession's new season, Beef at one point was number one actually mm-hmm. on my list. So the top three has has evolved a little bit. Beef for me, the longer I sit with it, the slowly like it's coming down the list. Also because other things are just like I watched the new season of Succession and obviously mm-hmm. that was higher. But I think my initial reaction to watching Beef and it being just so – it packed so much into – like it's first episode and it's like last two episodes. So I was like so excited when I started it. I got a little lost there in the middle, but like by the end had picked itself up and delivered like a really incredible last two episodes, I thought. So my first like month sitting with it, I was like, that was the best show of the year. Like that was incredible. So good. Ali Wong and Steven Yeun are phenomenal in it. But then also just, I mean, the right, it's an A24 show. So it's not like so surprising that it was good, but it was on Netflix. So I was like not expecting it to be this, yeah. you know, prestige, incredible show. Netflix hasn't really been hitting home runs there, but it was just for me so, so, so good. So it's sitting at three. I think it will absolutely be in my top 10 of the year at the end of the year. I just, I think it, yeah, we'll see where it ends up, but really feel, I feel like it's a strong recommend. I know it's, it doesn't work for everyone. I know some people didn't like it, but if you like dark comedies, like that was, peak dark comedy, I thought. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm a similar boat of, I haven't seen all of beef because I've been trying to not watch them all, but that then things pile up. So I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Very, very good. But I don't know. I don't know 
probably yeah, it'll, it would probably make my top ten at some point once I finished. Yeah. Um, my top three, a sitcom. This has a little bit of recency bias because I've watched it in the past week. Like I finished it in the past week. And also, um, again, like I said, my rating was a little bit just gut feeling of like, did I have notes? Jury duty. Oh, I, I was like, I guess. can't even possibly guess. No, I don't know <laughs> why. And that, that's silly because you told me it was earlier, earlier that it was on your list. I didn't actually know. Did I know that you were even watching this? I'm so glad you did. I loved it. Yeah, I I pleasantly surprised. I had her. I think maybe you had had some qualms when you first started watching it, but other people as well. Um, and then I know there's also clearly like a cult following of it. So there are some people who are just like we're gung ho from the very beginning. I really liked it. I found myself being like, oh, I hope they do a se- season two. And then I'm like, wait, how in the world would they do a season two? Like that is just a yeah. one and done, which is kind of nice. Which I also think made it move a little. Oh, higher I totally up my think list. they're going to try to do a second season. I not in the, they could not so. do the same way. No, they would probably change it a little bit, but I bet you with how successful it was, I mean, it was such as like sleeper hit for them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they try. Yeah. So jury duty sneaking up there in slot number three. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, just like a moment of applause for the coordination everything must have taken. The actors who just like the way that they thought everything through. I saw an interview of them talking about how they cast the actors and how they had to do these focus groups. I'm putting that in quotes because some of the people in the focus groups were not actors auditioning and others were actors auditioning and the people auditioning didn't know who else was auditioning, like who was auditioning and who was just a bystander. And um, I just thought that was such an interesting, like almost like a, test like yes every audition is a test but it's sort of like yeah how normal can you be how can you how much can yeah, you like not how ruin can you this? sell it mm-hmm. that is a cool fact I, I have loved watching the interviews and things from yeah yeah the making of it because there's every time I learn something where it's just so funny to watch fake versions of people that are trying to be real people in a way yeah. that watching people act is not like I don't care about those interviews because I know that I guess it's the improv. I guess it's knowing that they were improving 24-7, especially that one guy who lived next door who said he – well, I don't know yeah. if he said this in the show or an interview that he was in character literally all the time because he was worried that Someone being next door, like he would hear him like texting or something that he like wasn't allowed to be doing. So he didn't even use his phone for that whole time. Poor guy. <laughs> Insane. Like just the – yeah, the intention and commitment. But the first two episodes or so for me, I was like a little skeptical and mm-hmm. I had seen all the funny parts already in clips, so like it wasn't oh, doing it anything kind for of me. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. But then I went back, and I was just like, I'm just gonna get, like, I'm just gonna get through it because everyone else is liking this way more than me, and I must be missing something. And then by the time I got to the finale, I was literally like hiccup crying because I was like, this is just so perfect, and this is just so sweet and and beautiful, <laughs> and like Ronald is such a good person that I just was like. Oh man, I was eating it up. Yeah, true. Yeah, everything about I just had no notes. I well, that's not true. I had one note, and that was I in the first few episodes, James Marsden. I felt was maybe like a tiny bit over the top, but I think I only thought that because everyone else was so. I mean, I I was about to say everyone else was so normal. That's not true. Everyone was a heightened character, but for some reason, his character in particular made me bump. And I was like, I don't think that's fair. I think. I think it's just because I know him 
that he's not an <laughs> asshole. And that yeah, didn't happen exactly. for me, but I was amazed at how little ego that man has. Like I know. to have no issue pretending like pretending he's an to be asshole, such, like yeah. crazy person. But and for Ronald to still be like giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> right. Like Ronald you got is this man. The best human I've ever seen. I'm just in awe of, of him. Just yeah. a really, really feel good show. I was surprised. I I didn't look at when it was created, but a lot of the people, I, I wonder how they vetted Ronald because there were so many actors in there that are that have small parts in other things that I was like, I definitely would have realized that. Did all you of these see people- the clip? The clip that one of the interviews he did, he says he said something to James Marsden about Jean oh. Ralphio about the character John Ralphio in Parks and Rec. And that made James Marsden realize that he'd seen Parks and Rec. So they like relegated Sewage Joe to the background. They basically like took him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Place. He was supposed to have a lot more Joe, Which is so funny because when I first started watching like the first two episodes or whatever, Jury Duty, and I saw him, I was like, oh, this would have been ruined right away for me because that's Sewage Joe. <laughs> like he's in such a small part of Parks and Rec. But if you like love Parks and Rec, he's very recognizable. He wasn't like in a disguise of any sort. No, it's just him. It's basically Sewage Joe, honestly. Like, like, I think that was the character they were even going for. Maybe that's just that actor. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, but it's LA. Like there are right. going to be, like if that had been me, I would have maybe been like, oh, I recognize him. And then been like, oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in LA. There are actors everywhere. There are people who have been in two episodes of a sitcom 10 years ago. And that's not crazy that they'd be in my jury. Yeah. Maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm giving myself the benefit of the doubt <laughs> without that having you been have, in that. Like, yeah. figured it out. But there's yeah. the like Tiffany, wait, is that her name? The one of the person, one of the people who takes the stand is like a very prominent TikTok comedian. Oh, really? I didn't pl- recognize anyone else. Yeah. I recognized her right away. And I was like, this is one of the characters she plays on TikTok. Um, and I guess maybe if I were in person, I would have thought just like, maybe this is her in real life. But I do. Yeah. yeah I might have bumped on that. But if there had been that many people, like if you saw the guy from Parks and Rec, you saw her. Right. And the story is so outlandish, the yes. case itself. like. But it, I think it's easier to think I would have figured it out than to actually have figured it out if you had been a hundred percent. Yeah, especially because like, of course, they picked a crazy case. They're making a reality show about a jury like they want it to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. They probably picked one where the people are a little weird, like the, n- yeah. the number of things he must have told himself just to be like, this is make so it into reality. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, because why would you assume <laughs> the moment- your reality is fake? Yeah. At one point he goes, I need to make a movie about this movie. Like he was like, yeah. I, he was like, everything is so crazy. Has this ever happened before? I like, oh. <laughs> he's just like, like, yeah. He's like, this seems like a little too crazy. And you're like, yeah, dude, it mm-hmm. is. You're onto it. Yeah. Insane. Anyway. All right. We've, we've talked about jury duty a bunch. So that was my number three. Now we're on to number two, which I think I know for you is the last yes. of us. Well, you know my top two. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So now you know my one and two. So my number two is the last of us. It, it, I, Yeah. I struggled with where exactly to put this one. I said that so many times. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to scrub that out of here because I've said it for like every single one. I loved The Last of Us so much more than I expected to. I thought I wasn't even going to like it. Like I just – it didn't seem like my kind of show. So for me to really care for the characters and feel as invested in the story as I did just – keeps this one really high for me. Like yeah, even if I'm not I'm not feeling inclined to like rewatch it right now, I'm not even sure that this would be like the first one that came to mind if I was talking to people about like a show that came out this year that they should definitely watch. Because it was heavy, it was at times slow, it was at times like a little 
too dark, like to just Mm -hmm. randomly be like, yeah, you should totally watch the show. Like it was so good, but it was so well executed that it can't, it can't not be in this spot. It has to be this high because it was just so well done. So that's how I'm justifying it in my mind. Yeah. My, if we, my, the last of us was down at number seven, which is not to say that I did not like it because I definitely did. I think I did have a few more. I, th- I remember as we were talking about it, I had a few more things where I was like, it's so well done, but I didn't love that they did this. Or like, I didn't love this story arc or whatever. Yeah, you um, had more criticisms criticisms of it than I did. But that being said, like, I totally agree. It was way better than I expected it to be. And overall, just like a really well done show. Like, I'm impressed and I'm interested to watch the second season. But yeah. What's your two? Oh, My wait. I two- guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I can't guess. You'll have to tell me. <laughs> I, you, I looked at my list to see you if have there was anything left that I'd already said oh, yeah. that was higher, but I think we're out of those. Do you have a guess with uh, – so I have the second and first slot left. Do you have anything that's like in those two slots, whether it be second or first? Well, I assume succession is somewhere. Correct. I assume succession, succession is- actually is your second, I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. It is because I know. Six yeah, I don't feel like you four. have that at number one. Yeah, my number one was a little bit of a surprise to me as well. So my number one is Succession season four. So we can we can just talk about it now. Let's do it. So good <laughs> because that's <laughs> it. We don't say? have to talk anymore. <laughs> we did, go listen to we our did Succession. Have a, whole, a whole podcast episode about the finale and the last like four episodes I think of the season because I was still catching up. But mm-hmm. just in terms of like one of the best shows ever made. And then one of the best seasons within the show. I just – it was – everything's good. The acting's good. The writing's good. It's phenomenal. It's insanely this, good. Yeah. It's, again, no notes. And, like, no notes for a show that ha- that does so many things. It's like watching theater. It's funny. It's dramatic. Like, uh, no notes. No notes. It's It manages to be so funny without being, like, jokey. And mm-hmm. it's – the drama is so excellent, even though there's so much – business stuff that I don't even understand or Which really like makes care it funnier about. and more dramatic yeah. at the same time. And then the yeah. acting is so superb and on another level. And if I had one critique, which isn't really a critique, more just like a, a, a thought to say, it's that it's really not a good binge. Like when I was catching oh, up sure. and watching many episodes at a time, I did get fatigue. Fatigued. Yeah. But I think it's it's just there's a lot of dialogue in a short amount of time. There's a lot going on. There is a lot of that business stuff that like I'm 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 just I'm not a business minded per- like I don't I didn't I don't have an MBA. I don't know what the stuff they're talking about is sometimes. And so it's when there's too much of it, anyway. <laughs> yeah, when there's too much of it at once, it's it's a lot. But in terms of a week by week show that you can like water cooler with people, it's superb. So yes, that is my number one. I don't know if it'll stay there all year, but that's where it is right now. Yeah, it's my number two be only because I'm so delighted with my number one show in a surprising way. Um, my number one is Primo, season one. The freebie, Amazon freebie what? sitcom. Yeah. I yes. never give, you could have given me 10 guesses. <laughs> I keep forgetting that that show exists. I really think you should watch it. If, because you're the only because, person I know that watched it. I loved it so much. And like, I've told my parents to watch it. I think they would like it. It's it's scratching an itch for me that 
like Parks and Rec did, but even, but in a new way than Abbott Elementary, like Abbott Elementary, again, so good, but down near the middle of my list. Primo feels fresh. It's this, it's Shea Serrano's like personal point of view. It's based on a lot of things that he, you know, went through going, growing up. Um, just like a quick pitch for anyone who doesn't know, Primo is about this high schooler who is raised by a single mom and his five uncles. And they're all trying to give him advice and, you know, help him survive high school. But clearly, like obviously five different uncles and then a mother, there's a lot of push and pull and distinct personalities. And the thing is, they do all of the personalities really well. Like it's a, over the course of eight episodes and 30 minutes, it's like a true sitcom length. They do such a good job at really quickly like making each character their own in a way that doesn't feel forced. And then using all of those by the second episode to already play off like the correct jokes, the correct face to like reactions. It feels like a feel good sitcom that's really well done in a fresh way. And it feels like TV in a way that TV hasn't felt like TV in a while. I feel like we've gone through all of these iterations of, I may be borrowing something from the, I feel like my guy, Andy on the watch said this. Just Jenny in a different um, font. Just, yeah, me older as a man. Um, but I think he also said like, it felt like TV in a way that TV hasn't felt in a while, which I know I just said, but just like. Interesting. Yeah. I, maybe it has to do with having, it's on freebie. So it has some commercials, but the beats are right. It's um, yeah, it's just good. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what else Eloquent, to say. As always. It, as oh, always. That sounds it, like you're not normally. I That was rude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will say, I feel like in my head, when I speak, I'm far less eloquent than when I have a chance to write things down. I really, when we, podcasting, who who decided a, this was a good relaxed. idea? It doesn't need to be. It's not supposed to be eloquent. Um, but. I, I really want to watch it. Yeah, I just keep forgetting. You should just send me a text every night that says, watch Primo. Watch people. Because it's I just sit so down and I'm like, what do too. I watch? What do we watch? I bet Matt would like it. And we're always like, what do we possibly put on? I've gone I, through all the shows. Yeah. it's I, I don't know how it's good comfort watch. Like you don't need to be in a certain mindset. Like sometimes you might for Succession or for Dead Ringers even like you said or um, any of those. It's just like a good show. And I, uh, I was starting to say this might move down on my list as the year goes on, but it has a little bit of recency bias. And just so pleasantly surprised. I thought I would like it already because um, Michael Schur was a executive producer and just I had heard the good things about it. But um, the fact that I just blew through it and laughed out loud multiple times, just, yeah, pushed it up. So that was my number one. Sweet. Yeah, definitely need to watch that. It's I. It's been on my list, but I keep forgetting. Did I'll we go through you. all of your honorable mentions along the way or do you have more to say? I mentioned um, Never Have I Ever and Silo because Silo I have not finished, but I set my qualms and then Never Have I Ever just because the earlier seasons were better, but it was sweet. You know, I liked it. Um, my third and last honorable mention was actually Extraordinary, which I don't know how I feel about having that on the list, but I remember watching it and being like, oh, this was surprisingly fun. That's fair. I wouldn't think to put that on mine, but yeah, it was a surprising one. So I guess like, sure. Yeah. But... It was like, it was silly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is, that's purely because of the surprise factor 
and of me just wanting to watch more episodes after I watched the first one. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I agree with that. I did not make an honorable mentions list, but I did have a couple things like fighting for 10th. So if I had to do it off the top of my head, I would say Class of 07, which I already mentioned, was probably like in 11th, and Mm -hmm. Swarm. Oh, yeah. Which was really dark, but just inventive and interesting in a compelling way. But yeah, that's probably – That's probably my honorable mention list. Nice. A lot of content for the first half of the year. There was. I'm so interested to see how our lists change. In December, like, do, does the bottom half just like fall off and new ones come in, or is it going to be a total change up, switch up? I'm excited. Up, switch up. I Me hope too. People liked us doing a mid year one, though. That's new for us. So, hope you enjoyed. Yeah, and we will be back later in the week for the second episode of Veronica Mars. So, check out our first episode, Rewatch Pod, if you haven't yet, and watch along with us if you'd like. We'll catch you then. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen. 